You're now listening to Chris Spiracy. Chris X Matt. We question everything. Break the matrix. We are the ones. They fear. If we don't make the change, it's never going to change. Yo, 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 what's good, everyone? What's good with everybody? Grand day, my family. Uh, new week, new episode. This is your host, Chris X Matt. Uh, welcome to another episode of Chris Spiracy. It is October. I promised you guys guests all month. I promised these, we're getting spooky all month. You know, it's my birthday month. It's actually my birthday today, um, that, the day that this is dropping. So, you know, happy birthday to me. And uh, I wanted to kind of. Uh, you know, stay in the realms of spookiness because it is the witching month. It is October. And, you know, here on Conspiracy, I always uh, preach to you guys. I not preach to you guys. I always tell you guys how I want you guys to break out of certain illusions, to break out of the matrix, to realize that everything around us is really a psyop. And everything going on is just, it's a show. You know, this, the earth is a stage and we have to, once the veil is lifted off the eyes, you're just no looking back. And I'm at that point already where I'm not looking back. I see the way everything is and I don't fall for anything so now what I really try to do is create my own reality because that's all we really can do is create our own reality it just sucks that these people are running this realm you know are controlling everything and we kind of have to care to an extent but so you guys know how I get down on here I always talk about breaking illusions I always talk about just breaking out of the matrix don't trust anything look at everything with a different perspective because the truth is stranger than fiction I be telling you guys that so, you know, my guest today is just someone that's going to add on more to that because I came across her on a certain podcast, on the Tinfoil Hat podcast, and I was just, like, you know, mind blown by the stuff that she was saying, but I can understand why someone would say, oh, you know, this person is crazy or this person is, you know, saying all this crazy shit, like, who knows, bro, it's conspiracy talk. I can, I, I can, I can get with all that, but when someone makes solid facts and they're presenting certain uh, information and evidence, you, it's kind of hard just to be like dismissive and just say nah. And I think for myself, I'm a free thinker, so I like people like this that are thinking for themselves, that are giving other people a different perspective. A lot of you guys don't know what Loosh is. A lot of you guys don't know um, um, like just anything really. So I'm just trying to give you guys a new perspective on a lot of different shit. And especially if you guys know me, you guys are my friends, you guys are coworkers, whatever. You guys know me personally. This is for y'all because I just really want, I don't know how to convince you guys and I'm done trying to convince you guys and I'm just, we just, I'm just putting out my episodes and I'm just giving my word out. You guys can push play, you guys can hear it out, you guys can change your mind about certain things, but I love all you guys, so I'm really trying to look out for everyone on the bigger scale of things. Um, so this guest today, you know, it kind of just, it made me start looking at shit even more crazier. And then she made me start believing everything's fake, like completely. I don't believe anything is real anymore. Everything that we see on the news, fake. And especially now that she breaks it down with these colors, the lines of purple and all these things. It's like, I see it everywhere. Trump does a speech. Why does he have a pink tie? Why does he have a purple? Like, you know, certain things where I'm just like, yo. And then when, when the Ghislaine Maxwell incident happened, I immediately thought of this, this account, and I was just like, yo, I wonder what she got to say about this, because I didn't believe it. We didn't get no picture of Ghislaine Maxwell. We got no video of Ghislaine Maxwell, and sure enough, um, she started breaking down certain pictures, and how, look at the legs right here. It don't make sense, and it's just, I was just like, yeah, I didn't buy the Ghislaine shit. I don't even think she's arrested. I don't even think she's a real person, but this person doesn't think Jeffrey Epstein is real. She don't think 9-11 was real, and it's like, yo... 
A lot of this shit, I can understand how I can get people mad, but I'm all for that. I'm all for ruffling feathers. I'm all for trying to make you guys look at shit in a different perspective. So today here on Conspiracy, I have none other than human vibration. How you doing today? Hey, Chris. I'm doing great. That was uh, quite the intro. You hit on so many really important things. Uh, you really did. You covered like all the different aspects that I try to focus on with my threads, with my you know handle at, at uh, Twitter is really my only platform, but my handle human vibration. I think you, know, you hit on the illusion. You hit on how this realm we share it's kind of like a big stage mm. uh you know you mentioned how i don't think anything's real and how <laughs> i kind of talk about that i do think a lot of things are real but i think that what takes up a significant amount of our attention when we pay attention to things i think so much of that is fake mm. and you know it's it's all of our systems it's our educational system mm. you know what we learn in school most of that's just junk it's our financial system you know money's not even real we just all agree that these pieces of paper are worth something they're really not secrets out you know our our health care systems has nothing to do with our <laughs> health whatsoever um you know these big systems that rule the world they're all built on sand. They're all built on these uh, these kind of theories of how humanity should be living our lives and, you know, the type of race that we should be running, this rat race that we're all, like, barreling yeah. towards, mm -hmm. you know, these these dreams that are not our own, but they're just, they're driven by, you know, materialistic, uh, capitalistic, idealistic gains, and none of them are ours, mm. and we're kind of all living lives, um, even if they're blissful, wonderful lives, like we're living, we're living in a world of like mixed unreality. Mm. Um, so much of that is coming through our screens. Everything we see on the news, it's, it's whether it's good or bad. I think that that's something that we need to start wrapping our head around. Like it, it can, it can all be fake. It, you know, we, I focus on things that are kind of uh, bringing out our negative emotions. I focus on things that really get us into feelings of like despair and fear and anxiety and disgust, mm. you know, whether it's what we're ha happening right now with COVID, like really bringing our anxieties to a maximum or if it's things like, like you mentioned, like Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, mm. Ghislaine Maxwell, whatever, whatever her name is. I think that's part of it. They just <laughs> want a million different names for her. But I think, you know, these types of boogeymen, these people that they really don't, we don't, I've never, you know, I, there's no way that I can meet Jeffrey Epstein. There's no way I can ever meet just like actual 99.9% yeah. of the people on the planet. They will, they, they are the same. You know, there's very little way that I could independently verify these people's existence. Mm. But what I can do as, as a, an, you know, as a, person sitting behind a computer, I can follow these stories in a different way. I can look at them through a different lens. That's really my superpower is my ability to take information which exists everywhere. And this is not like information I'm finding down the rabbit hole. This is information that's widely available through news reportings, through just like the general information flow that we get as the public, you know? So taking these stories and just looking at looking at the exact stories we're given, but through a different lens, kind of assuming assuming that they're lying to us. And then you begin to start seeing these little um, explanations away. Like, why have we not seen Ghislaine's Mac Ghislaine Maxwell's mugshot after mm. she's been in jail for months and months and months? And they have mm. all these reasons why not. Oh, it's a security precaution. It's like, no, taking someone's picture is not a security precaution. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, oh, it's because of COVID. It's like, oh, she couldn't take her mask off for the, you know, for the, for the mugshot. You know, like, yeah. 
I don't want to. I don't want to burn too much time on uh, Epstein and Ghislaine, other than the fact that um, I think it's really important to understand that it is very possible and it is very easy and it happens all the time where an identity is created mm-hmm. and that person that identity that that appearance of a person does not make any sort of uh appearance ever in reality it's only through our screens it's only in pixels it's only on paper it's only these like elaborate paper trails and that includes court documentation that mm. includes uh, even legal documentation. Um, there's a concept that I explore pretty heavily uh, in my account, and it's the concept of human, uh, I'm sorry, natural born person versus a legal person. And a legal person basically has all the rights um, and protections and uh Really, on paper, they can they can appear to be an actual person, and they can enter into uh, legal contracts. They can do all sorts everything that a normal, a natural, natural born person would do. Mm-hmm. Um, a legal person can do it too. The only difference is is the legal person is just an, a storefront an entity and a created identity, and it's run by any other party. It could be run by an organization. It could be run by one person. But it's basically like you can set up a, a fake person and mm-hmm. have them live a life under that. It's really interesting what you can what uh, what can be done, and I think what is being done for a lot of these a lot of these people that that take all of the attention away from whatever. Like you know, it didn't like really the boogeyman. Yeah, it's like, just it's like a boogeyman. It and we learned a boogeyman. as kids. That these that these boogeymen don't exist, and Jeffrey Epstein was one of them. I mean, God, when you really think about that whole rabbit hole of everything that's conceivably had been done on his island, and everybody that's involved with it. Um, and let me say, I was about a year ago um, before I had my personal, what I believe to be my personal awakening. I was pretty deep down that rabbit hole of like thinking Epstein was at the very center of this human trafficking human enslavement situation definitely related to like all the q stuff and you know um satanic ritual abuse all this 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 extremely extraordinarily dark exceedingly ever exceedingly dark rabbit hole where you just go further and further and further and i you know at a certain point you know there's really no light down a rabbit hole these rabbit holes you know theoretically when you actually think about what a rabbit hole is it's farther and farther away from the light and Mm. light is truth you know, um, and so when you think about being lost down these rabbit holes, I really believe that they want these things to exist in our mind. They want these negative, uh, traumatic experiences, stories, um, these these nightmares, these daymares, essentially, where, you know, mm-hmm. we're thinking about them when we're awake. They want these to exist in our brains because in doing so, it doesn't have to exist in reality. It exists very powerfully amongst millions of people. Think of all the Q followers. Millions of people have, have fallen into the rabbit hole out of out of pure curiosity and pure wanting to find the truth and knowing that what they're being told is not the truth. And mm. so they kind of latch on to this other entity that's like, hey, I'm telling the truth. And, and that's not all to say that I think that everything within the realm of Q is, is false. Mm. I actually believe that there are a few little needles in the haystack amongst q drops but in general i i believe that they are leading 
uh, the leading, if you read it for face value and take it for what it's being told and take the Q community, I really think that there's a lot of deception within that in and of itself. And I think it's kind of leading people to make some pretty uh, horrific judgments and imagine pretty horrific things and believe that the government is like even more powerful than they actually are. When in reality, I think that the government is not all that powerful. I think that they just appear to be powerful and like the quote unquote deep state. Yeah. I think that it's more like a shallow cesspool. I don't really think it's deep or I think it just appears that way. And yeah. everything they do, um, they have the ability to kind of create this faux world, this this whole universe. I mean, just think about the whole Pizzagate universe, just mm. diving down that path with all the art and mm -hmm. um I mean, it's just, it, it, it is, it, it feels very real. And I have a certain point in my life had thought it was very real, but now I'm just, I feel like I've crossed, I've, I've, cro I've jumped to a new realm. Like I, I see things from a different plane. I see things very differently now. Now I see that they wanted my attention. They want, that's what they wanted. They wanted all this traumatic stuff about, you know, crimes against humanity, crimes against children. They wanted all that stuff to exist in my brain, um, in my brain. Can I pause for just yeah, one second? Yeah. I'm so sorry. There you go. Jeez, man, yeah. Uh, human vibration be wildin', man. <laughs> she be wildin'. She got some crazy, crazy perspectives and theories. And we was, we just we just getting into it. She hasn't even got into the good stuff yet, man. We haven't even got to the lines of purple. That's very interesting. Uh, the MK Ultra stuff. Definitely haven't. about that are you good <laughs> every once in a while real life real life knocks on the door and gets <laughs> in the way of all my conspiracy stuff um sorry about that sorry to your listeners um but anyway uh, so to kind of wrap, uh, to wrap up i really don't want to talk about um that topic for too much longer no. um but all that to say that i think that we are in a space where our reality is very different than the reality we are presented through our screens um, I believe that even the word screen, I believe that it means a, it's a screen is a fence. A screen is a barrier. A screen is a method of concealment. And we are getting our information all day, every day, literally nonstop, you know, from the moment we awaken in the morning to the, to the moment we, we decide to close our eyes at the end of the day, put our screens finally down. You know, that's where we're getting our information. We're getting our information not really out of the, the books anymore, mm. not really from our, especially with quarantine, we're not really even getting our information from our friends and family members anymore. We're getting our information through our screens, yeah. um, through these methods, these devices of concealment. And I think that our screens, essentially, if you really want to break it down, it's it's false light. It's false light being projected onto us. And it, you know, that's, that's literally what it is. It's, a, it's the, all these tiny little diodes presenting themselves as light, giving us our visual information, but false light also represents just false information. Um, and I like to always remember that light means information. And, um, you know, if we're, if, if it's false light, it's essentially the same concept. I've kind of brought this up too, but like the concept of Lucifer which a lot of people take to mean like a, the Satanism, but Lucifer, it just means light bearer. And if that light is false, then 
like your your devil is your phone essentially like your 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 light bringer is your is your iphone in your pocket that's your that's your light bringer that brings you light every day i would agree a little bit (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah the phone's scary i mean i was having a conversation with my friend yesterday talking about how he like it's ultimately a being it's a whole being in itself your phone yeah it is. And if you're getting, you know, it's, I, I, I like my phone just like everybody else. Same. I'm kind of addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do understand that at a certain point it has taken over a lot of the processes that I am fully capable of doing, but I am no longer capable of doing. Like I no longer can remember a phone number to save my life. You know, I went before I'd say, I don't, I think I might be a little bit older than you, but I can definitely <laughs> remember a time when I had like 50 phone numbers memorized of just without even trying, right. you know, I had all, all my closest friends, their numbers were just, you know, in my head without thinking about it. Um, that's just a very minor example of, of something that we used to be able to do without thinking it didn't take any sort of remembering on our part it just something was happened naturally but now we're completely incapable of doing it because of our phones same things with kind of directions you know uh before we used to get places no problem you know like and we used to contact the people that we needed to contact no problem nobody had cell phones Mm -hmm. but you were never out of you were never out of communication significantly but now if you leave your phone for five minutes it's almost as if you've severed your arm off and you know, you can't really, you can't, you can't think about anything else. You can't do anything else. You're like, Oh shit, where's my phone? Oh shit. You know? And that's, that's, that's kind of a, that's an uncomfortable place to be when you have this device that is now giving, shaping your world, giving you all the information you need to know, really connecting you to the whole entire world. Um, and if, you know, if all the information we're getting from our phones, like if every time you look down on it, it's feeding you false information, some false stories, false, uh, you know, these false stories, what do they do? They're trying to get our attention. They're trying to get our energy. You know, our energy is so, so powerful. It's really our, our focused energy is really the most precious resource on this planet. Um, and I think so much of these devices and so much of these news stories and all these viral videos that we see, you know, there's, there's a reason things go viral. And I think it's because whoever is in, in, in command of, of, orchestrating all of this uh they want all of us to see certain things they Mm. need all of us to see certain things and so certain viral stories are just absolutely unavoidable doesn't matter what age category you're in if it's a viral video like everyone's gonna see it somehow and i think that's very powerful and um you know i think that when i think back to certain viral videos there's one in particular that really sticks out and i think it connects with so many of the things that i talk about but there was a time when there was a blue dress gold dress you mm, know when yeah. nobody could figure out what the color of the dress was mm. and at the same time there was kind of an audio phenomenon the laurel and yanny oh yeah where you hear and those came out at the same time so it was yeah. blue dress gold dress so it was like showing us our <laughs> visual the ability that our, our eyes can be hijacked through colors and everybody can see a different color depending on how your brain is primed your mm. brain being primed to see a certain thing you will same thing with the audio you know like the 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 recording was one recording but some people heard Laurel, some people heard Yanny, some people were in this t- where they could hear both. They could hear Laurel at some point, they Same, could hear Yanny at some me. point. Yeah, yeah, but I think that that just shows, you know, it's not that the audio is 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 changing in any way. Yeah. It's that our ability to comprehend it, you know, it's not in our ears, and it's not in our eyes. It's in our brain. 
we do not see with our eyes. We do not hear with our ears. We do both activities inside of our brain. Mm. The Our ears and our eyes are just the instruments to receive that information. To, the, our eyes receive light and pass that information onto our brain. Our ears receive vibrations, uh, both audio vibrations and light. They're both vibrations. A light wave is a wave. An audio wave is a wave. So we're, these vibes mm. are coming in into our body and they're being experienced in our brains and they're being, um, our brains are what really tell us what's going on. Uh, you know, a lot of philosophers way smarter than me, you know, they, they talk about how our reality is experienced uh, in our brain. And, you know, I think therefore I am. I totally believe that. I, I totally yeah. believe that this experience in this realm is guided, driven 100% by this computer that we are. You know, we are our brain, our central processing, our, our central nervous system. You know, we are these electrical beings that are computing, we're quantum computing machines. Mm. You know, we're artificial intelligence, whether we want to believe it or not, you know. And we're pre-programmed with so many, um, we're, you know, straight out of the box, we're pre-programmed with a few things. And I think that, uh, those, those things are very pure. Like as, as, as babies, I think that we're all, we're all born in with a, with a sense of kind of perfection, purity, perfection, you know, we're born kind of perfect, but then the rest of life is <laughs> trying to beat that out of us is trying to scare mm. our humanity out of us and we're traumatized from the moment we come into the world you know like to get a baby to I take a first breath the you know yeah the doctor like slaps it on the yeah. butt oh, yeah. you know and so it's like rude awakening from the first moment in you know that's our first experience yeah. with trauma also not to get too graphic for your audience but you know little boys they have to go through like this circumcision yeah. ritual which is extremely painful totally unnecessary mm -hmm. just like something society has decided that that's yeah. the way the way we do it but it's ex it's extreme pain and that that actually there's a lot of psychology studies now that that is like the the basically the the original severing of the bond of the betrayal between mother and son between family and parents and, wow. and child because this baby comes into the world you are its only, you're its only protector, its only savior. It's really all end all be all. And you, and immediately you put it into this like extremely painful exercise, this, this, this ritual circumcision. And that even though babies don't necessarily compute and think in the way that we with our organized language do, there's still like, a, you know, there's, there's still a, a, a severance there, yeah. like an extreme, extreme pain, extreme trauma. And so much of what I talk about with human vibration goes back to this trauma. I think, I think trauma energy, which is louche, louche is, is a phrase to represent the energy field that emits from us. And our emotions are part of that energy field. Our emotions drive that energy field. Um, when we have experienced, when we experience extreme feelings, either way, you know, whether it's sometimes, sometimes positive extreme feelings just because they feel good can actually kind of rob us of, of they can actually be traumatic in, in a way. Like if you're extremely hopeful for something and have all this sense of hope, but then that thing doesn't happen, that hope turns extremely toxic. Um, so positive emotions can be hijacked as well, but it really has to do with these negative emotions of pain, uh, traumatic emotional feelings like anxiety and stress and sorrow and despair and all these things that really get ratcheted up um, during these traumatic events that we're all very familiar with. Uh, it, we go through something 
together as a society. We go through something as a people and that that collective traumatic energy, that co- that collective negative vibration and energies have their own vibration. Every emotion vibrates at a specific wavelength within the body. Um, joy is very uplifting. You know, it, a sense of joy, like you, you hear like, that person's got a spring in their step or that person's got, you know, their light on their feet. Um, it's usually when you're describing someone who's happy and you literally feel a sense of joy, like, like a, 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 an exalting, uplifting sensation, a raised high vibration of joy. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're feeling negative feelings, you feel down. It, it, we literally talk about the opposite. We literally right. talk about instead of like being uplifting with joy and, you know, we talk about feeling down and, and feeling low. And these are vibrations that keep us down these negative vibrations, uh, you know, jealousy is one of them kind of shock, despair, anger, frustration, all of these negative feelings. So when you think about the society going through something, you think about an experience that we all share together, something really traumatic, something really scary. Um, you know, like a terrorist attack is one, is one example. We collectively all experience this, this negative vibration, this negative human vibration. Mm -hmm. We are all low together. And, you know, if you were to measure, if you were to, you know, step outside of, of just being in your own realm, if you were somehow able to measure the entire, you know, emotional register of every human being on the planet, you know, we have certain tools that say they do that, you know, the Schumann resonance. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's basically a, it's, it's called the Schumann resonance and it, it's supposed to measure the complete energy vibration of everybody on, on the planet. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hundred percent sure if that is, if it does what it does, but it certainly measures something and that's what it says it measures. So, um, I'm open to it. And when, you know, when we have extremely traumatic things happen, it seems to register a, a like event, uh, you know, with what it's, what it's picking up. It can, it can feel, it can register when we're all feeling super down or super in, you know, positive, super joyful, super enlightened. And it, it can register those feelings as well. So it's kind of interesting to think of it from like an actual registering scientific standpoint. Um, I tend to, I tend to babble. So, <laughs> no, back on. Um, so basically Lush would be the energy. I mean, the energy they use to create our reality, right? Yeah. I think that, that I mean, the, really- I'm sorry, let me reword that. It's the, the energy that the realm feeds off of us, the people, right? Yeah. Okay. I think it's, I think it's the energy. If you, if you think of it in that sense, the, it loses the energy that we are outputting that some, something else is harnessing. So and, COVID, uh, the yeah. COVID energy right now is what the, well, how would you just put it though? So that's the loose right now, the, the COVID energy we're giving? I would say COVID is kind of the trap, you know, COVID is the vacuum that's, that's okay. creating, um, well, not the vacuum, that's a bad analogy, but COVID is like the, the lure, you know, COVID lures, it's a, it's the carrot, it's dangly in front of us. And like, we're all following this, all the news, all the stories, everything about COVID, like it, it lures our emotions out of us. If mm. we listen to us, something on the news that's negative and, you know, scary sounding and, you know, hear the numbers of the death tolls rising and da, 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 all this stuff. It's like, it's luring our emotions out of us. It's luring this, this, um, sense of angst and dread and, you know, this psychological trauma. I really feel like that goes so much into it. Um, is, is certain, certain stories, they are just, they're just wired to, to grab our attention and to, kind of keep us locked in mm-hmm. 
and we want to know, we're, we're constantly wanting to know what, what, you know, what the latest is and we never grow tired of it. We just, you know, you know, and sometimes the, the worse, the worse, the news, the more fixated we are on it. You know, we just mm-hmm. want to hear more and more and more and more and more. And it just becomes this kind of self-perpetuating cycle. Um, now there's a lot of people that think that our world uh, is kind of like, there's like this energy grid all around. Um, and this energy, it's kind of un, uh, kind of invisible to us. Uh, but it's kind of taking all of our, it's like this energy highway where, you know, our loosh gets rattled from us, like literally vibrated, vibrated loose. You know, if you think of like our energy kind of sticking inside of us, then we get kind of jostled around with all these like vibratory energies. And then it kind of loosens our loosh loosens (laughs) and then it gets, you know, it's more easily harvested. And so um, our energy just kind of gets, gets taken away. Um, And there's actually lots of, lots of users uh, on Twitter that, that go into, you know, the, the cities themselves, many cities are, are designed in such a way that it's like energy harvesting, you know, like the way that the city plan is, is put together, like all these monuments within the oh, city, yeah. um, kind of based, based around water reservoirs within cities. Like our, it, it's our energy goes somewhere. Energy is used for something. It's, co- it absolutely is collected. Um, it, they actually, they, they do want it. <laughs> and so, um, you know, that's something that I think that we could all, everybody could be a little bit more, you know, just careful about where they put their energy and where you focus your, your emotion, where you focus your attention. I think that that is so important. Um, our world, you know, we do manifest our own reality. If you think negative thoughts, your life is going to feel pretty negative. Um, your people around you are going to come down to your level. You're going to find negative people around you. Um, I feel like, you know, our vibe attracts our tribe. And Mm. if you're in a really positive place, you're probably going to attract people that are like-minded, people that are um, attracted to that high vibration. If you're a low vibration person, you're going to find like-minded people as well. You know, Mm. I think a a lot of addictions, you know, something that I've heard, um, people that are like addicted to, you know, pretty severe drugs like they can spot someone else just a mile away that's using the same drug that they are like you just become kind of wired and attuned to just being able to see the world in that way that's just one you know small example but it's almost like a frequency mm-hmm. um yeah. our, our traumas our our emotions our inner being creates this frequency that we're operating on and we can we are tuned in to other people on that frequency and we may miss a, we may miss a whole group of, of, you know, our best friend might be a potential, you know, romantic interest might be floating around right next to us, but because we're not on the right vibration, we'll never come into contact with that person. We'll never meaningfully, um, interact with that person. Whereas, you know, sometimes like sometimes you interact, you know, with someone's totally out of the blue and that ends up being like a really, you were meant to meet them at that very moment. You know, so we kind of cross paths with people when we're, when we're meant to good or bad. Sometimes, you know, that can, that can really happen in a positive way and change your life forever. Or you can meet, you know, in a good way, or you can meet someone that just really takes your, you know, you're already kind of going down that road, down a negative road. And then you meet someone that just like puts you on a roller coaster down. Um, and so there's, you know, we have to protect our energy. We have to protect uh, who we associate with. But it's really mostly, we can't blame any of anybody else. It really all starts with the type of, um, the type of vibe that we're living with. And I think gaining ownership over your emotional state um, is really, really, really important to be a, to be 
to be able to be in this world without letting it crush you, you know, like we have to take ownership of our emotions, good and bad, especially bad. Um, Are you spiritual? Am I spiritual? I'd say I'm very spiritual. I would say uh, there was probably a time where where I would have considered myself atheist or agnostic. Um, Right now I'm just purely open-minded. I'm not saying that none of them, I'm not saying anybody's wrong, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm saying, do like to find commonalities and like all the major world religions and kind of show people that these quote unquote religions, they may just be stories to keep us in these certain thought prisons. Um, 100%. But that's not to say none of them are right or, no, no, or no. that there's not a bigger thing, you know? So I'm, you know, it's more of like, I'm just in this observational element of my life where I'm just trying to observe everything without putting too much of a, of a, my own, like, this is end all be all. This is all I'll ever believe. I can't change my mind. You know, I I think that that's, that's really what I, what I, um, try to not to do. And I try to tell my, my followers or people that are curious, I try to tell them, you know, I don't have all the answers. I just have a new way of looking at things. And, um, it, when you have a new lens, everything looks different, no matter where you point that lens, everything looks different. And so I'm just really exploring through this this lens that I've found, I've, you know, this year, really, I found it this year and I'm just trying to point it in every direction that I can and then share that process on my, on my Twitter. And, um, you know, sometimes it's really radical. I would say most of the time it's really <laughs> radical and people are like, what are you on? You know, and no, I've never, I've never done a psychedelic. People are always like, what psychedelics are you taking? I've uh, never, you know, yeah. those psychedelics? Um, never done psychedelics. Oh. I'm open-minded to it. Just never, just never yeah. done it. Um, Oh, but uh, can you imagine what I would see if I yeah, did psychedelic? Yeah, like, oh, I know you'd be yeah, you'd be talking in shrooms. <laughs> yeah, I know people are like, "What are you on?" I want some, but um, it's really just the ability to to just think, just think differently, just think about I've, everything. I've, I've learned to stay also in the middle and not pick mm-hmm. a side because I that was my uh, my issue for the longest where I would want to like you get into a rabbit hole and you believe something and you want it to be right, so you're on this side now and then like a Two days later, and more information comes down. It's like, oh, that was no. It's this way, and it's like, now just stay in the middle and be open to all the information, and just form you try to form your own opinion. But people mm-hmm. are expecting people on TV or their phones to tell them how to think and how to process information, and that's that's our downfall, I think. Because yeah, they're creating this. It just it's it's crazy. Just watching the news and all that. I'm like, that's how people at work. Like, how do you guys just sit here and like watch and believe this? Like you, yeah. you, can, you can go outside and see the hospitals aren't packed. You can go outside and see that. I mean, you can just see people aren't just dying. Like they said, we we're going to die and just be falling, you know, dying <laughs> but, in the street. Exactly. But people, you know, they're waiting for, I guess, Fauci to say something. I don't know. <laughs> we have been through our systems, through our educational system, through life. We have been taught to not think, essentially. Yeah. We have been taught to just absorb through the media. And that's the answer. And that's, you know, to trust and not question. Um, I think that's a really dangerous. I've never been able to do that. I'm like my whole life. I've always been the contrarian. That's just something that has, I've always been very curious Same. and very contrarian. And I think that that has served me, uh, you know, it hasn't always made me very popular. It hasn't really let me fit in very well, but like, I feel like it's served me in other ways to where I've been able to see things differently. And I haven't been as affected by certain things as other people have. Um, and it kind of like led me all through all my life. And now here I am, kind of like at the pinnacle, I think, of, of this ability to see things differently and to kind of question the, the, the accepted norms. It takes, 
you know, it, it takes a little bit of bravery, but it also takes a lot of like, um, just, it's almost, it's almost like a, a, a dismantling of, of everything that you've ever known. It, 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 I don't know what it takes, but it takes a special something that it doesn't exist in everybody. You know, I don't think everyone is capable of questioning their beliefs in a, in a true way. I don't think everybody needs to either. Like mm-hmm. my sweet grandma, I don't need her to have a revolution in her brain. You know, mm-hmm. I just want her to live the rest of her life and be yeah. happy. Like, I don't think she needs to, and I don't think she's even capable, capable of trying, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something to be said. I, you know, there's, our kids are just being brainwashed from the moment, from mm. the moment they go to school. And all we teach them is about space and dinosaurs mm. and things are so far up and out and so far way back through time, you know, both, both time and space are, are up for, you know, the jury is still out on whether those are real, <laughs> you know, <laughs> both t- the concept of time and space itself, you know, like that, that is, oh, a let, very let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. Cause I want to know your opinion. I want to know your views on, on space then. Cause I, I'm on the, it's fake side. I mean, I mean, I'm more on, yeah. I lean more towards that. What, what's so your my, thought, on it? my thought with space is that everything we've ever been taught and told about space is a lie. That is not to say that there's no such thing as space. But what I believe is every photo we've seen from NASA, every um, ev- basically every every line of thought and every form of thinking that comes out of our agencies about space is is not true or realistic at all. I think that it's all just fabrication. Why? Um, I think they want us to believe that only governments can, that space exists, A, and that only governments can travel there because it's so dangerous and so expensive Mm -hmm. and so scary. Like there's a reason that we learn as kids that space is a place where no one can hear you scream. You know, we hear that space is a vacuum and if you go up to space Mm -hmm. and scream, no one can hear you. As a kid, that sounds so scary. And like, like, why would I ever want to be in a place where nobody could hear me scream? And so we're kind of like, we're taught to scare space and like, oh, we can't go there because we needed, we needed us, you know, a spacesuit and a rocket ship and all these things. And so we're taught that like, not only can we not go there, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't want to go there. Mm -hmm. And the only people that can't go there is a special, specialized agency. And, you know, everything we get from them is a computer generated image. And it's just like where does this end? Where does this, where does this stop? And where does it start? And then with the, you know, with the dinosaurs, I think that it's, 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 this is two wings of the same bird. You know, (laughs) I think space is up and out and dinosaurs are back and through, like through time, you know, Uh. and it's like, they're so far back. Everybody wants us looking into the past or the future or up into space. Nobody wants us looking inward at our inside, deep inside. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants us looking for the truths. I think the journey is inward for everybody. I think yeah. they were all born with a certain set of truths. I think they were all born with a unique set of skills. And I think that we need, our journey is to find, is to find the truths that exist within each of us. And I think we all have a puzzle piece, a big piece of the puzzle each as, as humans. I think humanity is the, is the puzzle yeah. and humans are the puzzle pieces individually. And I think we all have something very unique deep inside of us and very special and like a, a true, like a light, like a flame, an inner flame. Um, and on that note, the word pyramid means inner flame, pyro meaning fire, mid meaning mid inside. So that the pyramid wow. itself represents our inner, inner flame. And the pyramid also represents like, you know, hidden energy source. Yeah. Well, the hidden energy is our energy, our inner flame. We are the energy source. Yeah. Surprise. And you know, you what the, know, you know the properties yeah. of, a, of a pyramid? It's, it's it's to um 
to throw out energy but also bring back energy that's why it has the square on the bottom because squares can like containment and the pyramid yeah. would be like yeah that's crazy wow damn yeah, pyramid middle middle fire inner flame that's us yeah it's so and you know word words and wordplay i love words Me too. i think that i i think when you start breaking words down and you see, you know, how these, these, you know, root words are used as kind of like everyday trickery. I think that it's so incredible what they've done with the, with the language. And, you know, they call it spelling yep, for a reason. Yep. They yeah. call it spelling. We're, we're definitely like our words have, have vibrations. Our words cast spells. Um, everyday words that we use that we're totally unaware of, they create their own energy fields mm. and they cast these spells off into the world without realizing it you know and we chant these phrases and we say these little sayings and we just have no idea what we're doing or speaking and you know even the symbols of words themselves these symbols are important everything's important but we're told that they don't represent what they do mm. represent and we're given like all this like you know we're given all this false <laughs> information about what we're what we're really creating um, and what we're really put the energies that yeah. we're putting out into the world and that we're receiving I believe space is a spirit realm. I'm more, I lean, I lean more on that. I believe the, the planets are all just different dimensions and portals. The cosmos mm -hmm. would be our consciousness. And we're the stars. We're the star seeds. And I, I, per, I personally don't think we've ever been to space. I yeah, think the moon, the moon is in our atmosphere. I think all that's in the firmament, in the dome or whatever that's just covering us. That, that's just me. You know? I, and I do believe the sun is a portal you know, as well to go to... Um, Cause I don't know, I don't know. I think we do live on a tree of life type thing where there's different realms, and I think the sun is the one that would connect like down to the North Pole-ish, and then I don't know. I just I look at it very weird, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, I like that. You mentioned something. You mentioned the sun being a portal. That reminds me. Um, I had this thought experiment. You know, the Oz, the yellow brick road. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with Wizard of Oz and how they talk about you know follow the yellow brick road? Yes. Well, when the sun is setting, the sunset on water, it actually creates like this golden pathway, like mm. the reflection of the sun on water at sunset. It creates essentially a yellow brick road. It looks like a, a golden path to the sun. And I've always wondered, like, I wonder if, if the sun is a portal. I wonder if that's like, if you could just like run on the water at sunset, you know, mm, not that I've ever yeah. tried it. I don't advise anybody to try it, but I mean, like, it is kind of interesting. Why would Bill Gates want to try to cover the sun, right? Who knows? Yeah. And there's like fake suns. China has created a fake sun, which is basically just a series of he uh, hexagonal mirrors. Mm. And um, it basically provides the exact same energy. I mean, who knows? I also believe that the moon is not nearly as far as way, far away as they try to tell us. Facts. You know, we can just we can just see it with our eyes. We can we can see it with our eyes that things are not um, as far as they say. There's, you know, you really think about, you really think about like everything they tell us that we're just spinning at this very specific rate, yeah. hurling through space. And, you know, yet here we are sitting and everything is very calm and there's never like an interruption and there's and never any sort of turbulence or anything. And they have all these reasons to explain <laughs> that away. But, you know, I can't imagine not hurling through space at, for infinity at, you know, at an incredible speed. They talk about like comets hitting us, but like how have we not hit anything? Yeah. Going through, we're moving through space, you know. Like how are how are people not like? Well, here comes Earth, you know, coming to get us. But it's like that's what amazes like, me how people can't just use like that, that the logic that they apply to what they believe on something else. That's what I don't. That it just throws me off. Because like okay, double thought. It's called double think. There's actually a word for it, and it's it's the inability. It's the it's the ability to hold two 
ideas in your head and not understand that those conflict with each other. Like, and they, people have no idea, like, yes, I believe this. And yes, I believe this, but because I believe these two things, they should cancel each other out, Mm. but they don't, they don't, they just, (sighs) I think that we're just primed because we're fed so much, like so much, um, deception from childhood. Like even the idea of Santa that creates for kids that creates this whole realm of, of, um, you know, falsification of deception between parents and kids. And then we learn that Santa's not real, but we still kind of, we still see, you know, we once, even though we learn he's not real, we still have to put up with Santa for the rest of our lives with like Santa being, it's like, okay, once we learn he's real, can't he just go away? But no, like, so we, I think Santa is like this representation of so many things that are wrong with our society, (laughs) not just like on the commercialism side, but on the mostly the the deception side, how we, we have these like these early deceptions that just really stick and take root. And even once they're proven to be deceptions, we still keep them around. It's very strange. But um, hold on. Do you think it, do you think it still has the same effect? OK, like, you know, say we do know Christmas is um, evil and bad and all that stuff. But does it, does it still, does it, are we still giving the same type of energy, even if we're just celebrating, but in a different way, even though we know like, yeah, we're getting together with our people and we're having a dinner or whatever. But we just don't believe in the ideology in Christmas itself. Does it still have the mm-hmm. same effect because you are partaking in a, a national holiday? I don't, you know. That's a really interesting question. And I don't know the answer from like an energy standpoint. You mm-hmm. know, like if everybody, even if we don't believe in Christmas, mm-hmm. there are still rituals that we do during the holidays. Okay. You know, there's still like the hustle and bustle of the holidays. Okay, like yeah. there's still stress, yes, you know, uh-huh. like there's still, it's still like an energy capture field. That's even true. if you don't believe in Santa, even if you don't believe in the, the religious aspects of it, you're still most likely going out and buying gifts. You're still That's most true. likely interacting with your family. Not saying that these are bad things to do, but like there is a lot of energy that we all, there's these ritualistic activi- activities Mm-hmm. that we all enter into during certain times of the year, Christmas around that time being one of them. Um, there's just a lot of, and then there's these, all these ceremonial things that we do and you know, a tree with a, with a, a, tr- a Christmas tree with a light on top. That's actually like a super pagan kind of <laughs> Luciferian yeah. e- evil symbol. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't necessarily you know, some of these, yeah, just because it's a symbol doesn't mean it's whatever. But and we're chopping you know, down the tree, the tree of life, you know, like all this. Yeah, this exactly. And it's like we chop it down and then we put it <laughs> and then we prop it up and it's like a false idol. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. So whether or not we understand and comprehend exactly what we're doing, to, you know, just because we put a light at the top of our tree, does that mean we're participating in this in this symbol of, you know, this darkness? No, we're just putting a light on the top of our tree because we think it looks pretty. But there is a bigger picture. These yeah. things do mean something. There is an energy capture that happens during these specific times. Um, they want us doing these particular activities in mass. You know, they want a lot of people doing these activities, not just a few families. They try to make it like as big as possible. Um, and that's why I think Christmas is kept around. Even the now that now Christmas is no longer just like a Christian religious holiday. Christ, uh, Christmas is no longer just about Santa. Like they've really opened it up to everybody because they want everybody participating in this event. Um, I don't necessarily have have the answers as to you know yeah. what what this means in the bigger picture, but it is it is important that we that we begin to realize that we we are ritualized. We do these things year over year without really thinking, without taking too much thought about it. But like come December, we get into a frenzy over shopping and eating and 
you know, being merry and singing and listening to very specific songs and doing mm. very specific things. We don't even think about it. I um, don't. I know. I'll be singing those songs too all the time. <laughs> I know. And they get stuck in your head and you're like, oh, this fucking song. And it starts at like October now. But I wonder if it's like a lot like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Um, and all those songs are kind of creepy when you really listen yeah. to the lyrics. Like, <laughs> Jingle oh, Bells is uh, creepy. Not the one that goes ding, ding, ding. That's just scary as fuck. That's a very dark. That's a very dark. Yeah, Nutcracker. Yeah, Nutcracker. There you go. Yeah, that's a very dark play. A very dark dance. Um, Nutcracker dance. But um, it's just so interesting, you know. And this year has been been notable for a lot of reasons, but this year is notable because it's been checking a lot of those things like the ritual of going to church every Sunday this year has taken that down um the ritual of going to school Mm. to do to get your education that has been taken down by 2020 the ritual of going to a doctor's office for medical checkups all this that that's kind of been taken down by 2020 um organized sports to some degree has been a lot of these like a lot of these systems that require our ritualized energy and our ritualized activity to support them they've they've been kind of taken to task this year um for good good bad better worse you know i'm not i'm not sure i you know wasn't someone who went to church every sunday so uh or any sunday really to be honest but um you know but so that didn't affect me but i can imagine that many people are affected just in insane ways because of um their activities have been dismantled you know their their rituals have been dismantled um their lives have been un, un unended upended um by 2020 by covid by this entire you know by the financial crisis that were yeah. you know kind of a lot of people are, have lost their livelihoods more people have been disrupted by you know the financial aspects obviously than right, yeah. what they're telling us about the the health aspects i i still personally don't know anybody who's been affected by COVID-19 um, health-wise. Don't know anybody who's been sent to the hospital or, or passed away from it. Um, <clears throat> and so I wonder, but I do know people that have lost, you know, lost their job. Yeah. I know way more people that have lost their job um, than people Facts, affected yeah. by it. So mm-hmm. I make that makes me think, that makes me wonder about what the bigger picture is. Um, it's it's just a weird time. You know, every time you see a pandemic movie in Hollywood, like like you said, people are dropping in the streets. You know, this is not the outcome that we've been told happens during pandemics. Like I look around my, my, you know, bubble looks the same. Um, nobody's been affected health wise by this pandemic. Uh, and I, I just can't see, it. I don't see anybody being affected on a bigger scale either. Um, except through what I see on the news, except through what I hear, um, you know, on the radio, through my, through my Twitter, through my, you know, my morning, uh, you know, news program, um, evening news program, all day news program, you know, you hear, you hear about people dying left and right. But um, I'm in my city, in my community, I'm just not seeing those numbers represented. Like there's, you know, no more funerals happening in the cemetery than before. There's the hospitals do not appear overrun. Mm-hmm. They actually don't seem like there's anybody there, you know, yeah. um, it's just a very interesting what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing through my screen, what I'm hearing through my, you know, my radio, what I'm hearing through the TV. It just doesn't add up with what I'm seeing, what I'm able to observe with my own eyes, with my own five senses. Not that our five senses should be trusted all the time. Like I said, you know, most of it's happening in our brain. Our senses are just feeding our brain information and then our brain um, decides what to do with that information. And, you know, our, our, our hearing, our sight, 
all, you know, all of our main senses can be um, manipulated yeah. and can be hijacked in a certain way. So, but you know, the reality that we observe, it, it just when it's when it's so different than the reality we're hearing on TV. You know, humanity sucks when you watch TV. Humanity, human, humans suck. Humans yes, suck yeah. when you watch the news. Yeah. Like we're evil. We're awful people. Yeah. But I, I've never, you know, I've never really met anybody um, <laughs> as cold-hearted as the people that I am being shown on TV all the time. Mm. Um, I think that a lot of these these interpersonal situations, like racism, um, I think that it exists way more on TV than it does in reality in our community person to person. And you know, like babies can't be born racist. Babies are not racist. We are, this racism is, is taught. Oh, it's yeah. not something that we're born with. We're, mm -hmm. we're taught and we're mostly taught through our, through our history books. And we're propaganda too. And exactly, Hollywood, and history books Hollywood that, yeah. you know, we're, we're shown all these instances of, you know, like humans are racist. Remember, yeah. remember humans are racist. And it's like, what if we never showed our kids anything mm. about anything? Like, what if we just never taught them that humans were bad? They would just, they, I, I think that they would grow up, um, more whole, better. I think that, I think that just by introducing and trying to warn our kids about all the dangers of the world, we're actually like, instilling these dangers into them we're like creating these monsters just by teaching them these things whereas like wow. i don't know i think that i think that we're influencing our kids really negatively by teaching them constantly about how bad humans are about how you know racist we are yeah. and about how you know i do say that from a from, i'm you know i'm a caucasian female i i definitely have to check myself with my white privilege i was born into yeah. a subset simply because of the color of my skin i've had a very specific uh, exchange in this world. And I'm very aware of that. Uh, however, I have lived in other countries and I've seen the world in an, in I've, I've seen a, a, a broader world too. And what I can, the world is good. People are good. You know, I, people are beautiful and people are good. And I, I believe in the goodness of humanity and the oneness and the wholeness of us as a people, um, way more so than I would ever want to give any sort of reverence or let hold water like the idea that humans are born bad and like there's a there's like bad seeds um i think that people are taught bad behavior and people are taught bad ideas but i think everyone's born with with, with positivity i think everyone's born like perfect yeah and i can agree we're just fed that we're just fed bad shit through yeah. the rest of our lives perverted so young too <laughs> yeah it happens really young you know it happens really young and like all these kids programming as adults when you watch the kids programming you're like what yeah. is this like it's very sexual it's very violent it's very you know yeah. uh coded there's all these like you know it's just it's it's, it's garbage garbage it in garbage out and you it know is. that goes with food if you there's no such thing as junk food there's junk and there's food you know <laughs> you you fuel yourself with junk you're gonna uh, garbage in garbage out you're not gonna feel good you're not gonna operate good yeah. same thing you know in, in our in our information is our is our fuel for our brain the information that we take in you know that is if you put garbage in garbage out again you mm. know if you are just feeding yourself really negative stuff through Whatever sources, you know, if you go on a Twitter binge, and, or not Twitter, or a Twitter binge, yeah, or if you go on a YouTube binge and you just watch all these, like, really negative videos, like, you're not going to feel better after that. At all, no. You're not going to, mm -mm. you're going to, you're going to, you're going to be fed 
a pretty negative slipstream of information. You're going to be fed. You're going to feel pretty shitty after you get done with that. Um, I feel that myself. I have to take Twitter breaks every once in a while because Twitter gets so negative. And, mm-hmm. you know, I really try to be like, hey, this isn't real. Hey, this isn't real. Hey, this isn't real. Don't let it get you. Don't let it get you. Don't let it get you. And I feel like that is my way of combating, like, really to myself, yeah. of, like, reminding myself, don't fall into this yeah. trap. It may appear really sensational. It may appear really dramatic it may appear really awful whatever word you want to put in there like horrific traumatic you know and you can't you kind of can't look away it's like a car crash but you know i have to tell myself just because it looks real just because it if it, it, it is all these things doesn't make it authentic doesn't make it truly representative representative of reality um and you know i see that every day I see that, you know, um, and one thing that helps is you mentioned earlier is what's called the line of purple. Oh, thank you. Um, I was about to get into that. I was just about to get into that. Okay. So this is something, this is pretty new to me. I really started picking up on it and I think June or July of this year, which is when I started tweeting about it. But, um, I started noticing a common thread, all of these stories. I was already picked, I had already picked up on a lot of these things being fake and that had already, um, this is your own theory though, right? Like, this is this is my own th- the the line of purples is a real thing, but this okay. is my own theory about how it's applied. Okay. The line of purples. Let me let me just kind of okay. back up. So the line of purples. Um, when you think about the rainbow, Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Roy G. Biv. So when you think about the rainbow, red's on one side, violet's on the other side, and we have to remember that violet is not purple. Violet is a shade of blue. They've always said like roses are red, violets are blue. Violet oh, is blue. Okay. So purple does not is not anywhere in the rainbow. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Nowhere in there is purple. Where is purple created? Purple is created when our 2D rainbow, which starts at one end with red, ends at the other end in violet, when that rainbow wraps around itself from 2D space to 3D space. So taking a 2D rainbow into 3D space, it wraps around itself. And so on one end, you have red, the other end, you have violet. These are extreme ends of the, of the spectrum. So when those two extreme ends wrap around themselves, they meet again. And so red comes together, violet comes together, and they create this boundary of where they artificially meet. They're not really supposed to meet. They're really supposed to be at opposite sides. So when they wrap around, they create this boundary called the line of purples. And it spans from our extreme red, one end, to violet, uh, so infrared, um, to ultraviolet. And in between, this, this, this area in between that is created by the wrapping of the 2D rainbow into 3D space that creates this, this boundary called the line of purples, and red plus blue equals purple. And so you've got the red on one side, the blue on the other side. They're wrapping together. They're creating this purple. And within, the, within this line of purples spans purple and magenta in, into, into red. So, so blue, so it goes from hyper blue to hyper red and everything in between is like purples. That's why it's called the line of purple, shades of purple. And okay. pink is a shade of purple. And purple and pink are both optical illusions, essentially, that we experience in our brains. We see the colors in everyday life, like, you know, someone wearing a pink shirt. Yes, they're wearing a pink shirt. But there is not a light wavelength for pink. There is not a pure wavelength of light for the color pink. The color pink is experienced in our brain because it's a mixing of other wavelengths. Mm. Uh, pink, pink is a color. Um, it's basically red plus blue minus green and that is what we see as pink 
And it's a sensation in our brain more than anything else. Some people can't even see the color pink. Some people are literally colorblind to the color pink because their brain just will not do that. It will not go, it will not make that leap. And so they can't see it. Same thing with certain uh, shades of purple. A lot of colorblind people are not able to see shades of purple because that's another thing their brain is just not doing. It's filtering out this kind of, um, it's filtering out the lines of purple and saying, nope, there's, I'm only taking in the blue light from one end. I'm only taking in the red light from the other end. I'm not letting them mix. I'm not letting them create. Their brain is, is not letting these two wavelengths create this color sensation that we know is purple. So all that said, <clears throat> um, I really started to notice through a lot of, um, a lot of the viral videos, a lot of the traumatic stuff, they just all started to look purple to me. Like everything seemed to have a purple hue or like there was like a glaring, you know, pink something. I really started to notice it with the pink, uh, the pink pizza man, um, from the Minneapolis riots. There was this like guy that was holding a pizza and he was wearing a pink shirt and mm -hmm. he kept following he was like at the auto zone when the auto zone was being, um, you know, put up in yeah. flames. And it was like, why is this guy in a, in a pink shirt? Why, why is every piece of video like, a, who is this guy? And they never identified him. He was never like known or identified, but something about the pink shirt just really stuck in with me. And then I started seeing pink everywhere. I was like, why does pink have to be in every single one of these videos? And everyone had like a pink umbrella. And mm. so there was just something that I started to notice. And then I started to notice it with purples as well. And then, um, I do a lot of uh, I do a lot of work on like 3D. Um, I do a lot of research on that because it kind of goes in with like my whole thing about like you know CGI creation and kind of um, 3D reality and manipulation and kind of real time graphics and all that stuff. But I learned about this concept called the line of purples and it's a real thing. You can look you just Google line of purples. You'll see a Wikipedia entry. Um, I post that kind of diagram. That's directly from Wikipedia. So you can learn a lot about it. It's a real thing and it's this barrier in our 3D color space and how our how our world is perceived through our eyes, um, and it it is basically like a whole barrier of optical illusion. And all the colors that fall within the line of purples, which you know is like many shades of purple, um, purple and pink and magenta. The word magenta, if you think about it, if you break it down, the word magenta is like magic enter. Um, uh... And I think the, the color magenta shows up in a lot of a lot of um, it shows up surprisingly throughout history when even when you look back at like some very traumatic significant events like when you think about the JFK assassination and you look at Jackie's pink suit that she wore that was kind of like a signifier yeah, to the world that what we're about to see is not necessarily authentic or real um, and that's why I think that there's still questions about the JFK assassination all these years later no one can pinpoint it because we're all asking the wrong questions we're all we think the set of we're all working with a set of uh tools and this and like a, a, a we're all working in a sandbox with the sand is all fake you know um i think that if we ask bigger questions about these events whether or not they really happened in the way that they're portrayed to have happened or if that's just the story uh i think that we might find that a lot more things could be illuminated if we start making asking bigger questions um but yeah so the colors purple purple and pink like they're just everywhere now um if you have if you have two eyes and a brain uh and you can't see purple every day when when you're looking at these traumatic especially with covid like every covid story like everyone's wearing pink and purple yeah. and if you can't see it you know it's probably time to get your eyes checked or your brain checked yeah. um but it's something that you really don't notice you're not supposed to notice you're, you're really not supposed to see it um, but once you become aware, once you become aware that these colors are signifying 
um, something bigger, uh, you begin to see the color. You, you can see them. Yeah. Not that they weren't there before. You Definitely. will begin to notice them, and then you will begin to see them everywhere. It's almost like all of a sudden the world became purple, like overnight for you. And it's not that it's any different than it was the day before. Yeah. It's just that you're now aware of it. And I, I noticed that people, you know, people will follow me and they're like, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. And I kind of explain it to them. And then within a week, yeah. they'll be DMing me going like, oh my God, everything's purple. Has it always been this way? And my answer is yes, it has always been this way. But now your brain is, knows what to look for. Now your brain is ready to pick it up where before it was just like dismissing all of this information. You were seeing purple, but you weren't going like, why am I seeing purple? Yeah. It was just, it wasn't even quite, your brain wasn't even questioning it. So do they wear pink on purpose though? Or is it purposely done or how, how does it work? I think a lot of these videos that we're seeing it in are abs are just completely fabricated and all okay. everything we're seeing is like a fabrication. And so in, in that instance, these colors are inserted digitally. These, these, okay. like these scenes okay. are created and part of the scenes are, are colors built in. So like the, when the, I remember when you posted the presidential debate night and everyone had pink mask on, right? Mm -hmm. Like, are they told to wear pink masks or that's just like the TV, the whoever's presenting it to us is, making them pink or how do you know like how does it work that's what how yeah, do you think so it works I think that they're either i think i think that it can work in multiple ways i think that people are actually either truly wearing these colors mm -hmm. and they're in the background truly and maybe they were told to okay. or they were given these color you know like they were all the same masks they all had like MAG maga they were all they all look like they were some, from the same company maybe they're given those masks mm -hmm. they know they're going to be sit behind the president or maybe these people aren't there at all and like everyone that looks like they're behind the president is just like cgi fans like just like we're seeing with all the sports now you know yeah, i like, like that the, everybody kind of we don't know how these we don't we don't really know especially with covid you know they're doing all these things like green screen rallies people say that these things are in person we don't exactly know what feed we're getting from the cameras. We don't know if we wait, are getting wait, a true representation. You said green screen rallies? Could Whoa, be. You know, like I know, I know, I, I know a lot of, yeah, I know. We just don't know. You know, yeah. we, we don't know what's really going on. Um, we just see these yeah, things. Yeah, I'm getting to that point too where it's like if it's not physically in front of me, like I just can't believe it no more. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. you've got me, you have, you got me thinking like that now where I, but the rally one, that's that one's that's a good one because it possibly could be because we're only seeing it on our screens. Yeah, and you know, the, and the green screen technology is so easy. It's just really yeah. easy to do, and it's easy to have it look extremely real. And we don't, as a public, we are so far behind what actually exists. Uh -huh. like what we can get our hands on as far as green screen uh -huh. technology it looks it, we can create something that looks like absolutely real but what actually exists is like so indistinguishable from real life that we would never even we would never even know to think to question you know it, it's just we see it as reality and there's just no questions asked because it's not registering anything in our brain to be like we don't we just don't even know to question um i think that our the human brain, I think, is the most sophisticated like pattern recognition computer on the planet. I think that the, the properly calibrated human brain can spot unreality in an instant without even thinking about it. And we actually have something built in. We actually have something called the uncanny valley. And that is a sensation that every human being is programmed with that if we interpret, if we see something that is presented as real life, like a robot but it, it's very close to looking real, but not quite real. 
you know how sometimes when you see like these talking robots, it gives you like a weird feeling. It looks freaky yeah. because like, we, like it looks real, but we know it's not real. Like there's this kind of, there's this, it's called the uncanny Valley. And it literally is a sensation, like this dropping sensation in our stomach where we're like weirded out. We're almost like disgusted by what we see. And it's like every human being has it. Um, some are stronger than others, but like it's it's de specifically developed for us to spot unreality and it's built baked into us. And some people say it was so that, prim pr you know, primitive humans could like spot maybe um, a predator lurking like that, that maybe looked human, like a Bigfoot or something like. Yeah. But we could tell from a distance by the movements, by something that we could spot from a distance that this thing was not one of us. So that's what some, that's what they're like. Why do we have this sensation called the uncanny Valley? If you know, back in the day, we didn't need to spot robots. And it's like, well, it was because there were other things that kind of moved like humans or maybe like, you know, <laughs> or people that were sick, you know, we would notice that we wouldn't mate with people that were unwell or whatever. There's all these different reasons, but what, at the end of the day, what it does is it basically is something in our gut. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a, not something you think so much with your brain, but something you feel with your gut, a gut reaction, a visceral gut reaction that this is not authentic. This is not real. And so when you see these like CGI, like these deep fake videos, you know, when you see examples of them, um, a lot of them look really fake. Like a lot of these, you can just tell like it doesn't look like it at all. And that doesn't really necessarily hit that uncanny valley, but it's when they look really real, but you also know what you're watching is fake. You get this kind of sensation of like, Ooh, that's, that's so, it's like this very strange feeling anyway. So that is baked into us. And I feel like if we can, if we can learn to listen to that sensation, you can just spot on reality just scrolling through news, Twitter, whatever, like there, you can spot a fake face. You can, you can spot a, 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 a false identity mm. without even thinking about it. Like, and you can train your brain to do that. And it's like a muscle to where if you continue to train it, it'll get stronger and stronger. Whereas if you just ignore it and never even think about it, it will atrophy and wither away and you'll lose it completely. Yeah. And, um, so I think that for me, like spotting faces, spotting unreal faces has become pretty much second nature. I don't even have to think about it. I just feel it. And so if something strikes me as unreal, I'll watch it again. I'll, like, I'll just listen to my gut. I'll be like, okay, that's, I don't know what it is about this person that struck me as unreal, but I got this sensation. So I'm going to watch it again and then I'll watch closer, you know, and I'll usually look for the colors. Like, okay, this whole thing is pinks and purples. So that tells me right there. Or I'll, you know, um, really look at their, you know, sometimes you can tell like on the mm -hmm. neckline, you can see some weird stuff happening yeah. or you can just like, you know, there's just, or their eyes sometimes have a layer, a filter that, you know, there's lots of, there's lots of things that you can, there's lots of ways that I can like take my gut feeling and then like drill deeper and try to look into it. And I try to share all of that on Twitter and show how I'm doing what I'm doing and why I'm making the judgment calls that I'm making. I've kind of gotten away from that um, lately because I've just been too obsessed with the purples, but um, <laughs> you know. Dude, so <laughs> that, I, anytime you see the, the, that color or the purples or pinks, whatever, in any pictures, you automatically dismiss it? Uh, well, I'll share, I will, I will not dismiss it as fake necessarily okay. because it could be real, but it could also be just misleading. Like it could just be telling you that what we're talking about is misleading. Like my newscaster, you know, this morning they were, had this whole segment on COVID and they, everybody was wearing, everybody they interviewed was wearing pink and purple. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> 
it made me think like, okay, well, these people are, you know, this whole story, just because every, every element and every person inside is real. But like, I think at the end of the day, like the story itself okay. is misleading. That makes and sense. so the colors are indicating like just a manipulation of information. They're not, not necessarily representing fake people. No, yeah, or, or yeah. Fake scene. yeah. I get that. And at the same time, I wonder if like, for those who know, like, you know, you know, if you know, you know type thing. So I wonder like if elites that are watching that shit is like, okay, yeah, one of ours is up there doing their thing. <laughs> I think so. I think that there are people that are able, you know, in, there's something about like if you, the symbols, you know, like speaking in symbols, this is one of the most glaring symbols that is so easily seen by everybody, but so missed by, mm. oh, yeah. you know, like I can see it just in an instant now that I'm looking for it. But like, just think of everybody who's seeing these cripples all day long, that isn't thinking about it, hasn't thought about it. They're completely, they're blind to it essentially yeah. until, until they become aware of it. And then once they're aware of it, even if they don't know why, I don't think it's necessarily that important to know why for everybody. I think it's ultimately important for everybody just to like understand the what, like that there's purple everywhere. Can you see it? Can yeah. you see purple? Yes or no. You know? Um, and some people are like, well, I don't know what you're talking about, but then they'll, you'll show them like a million examples. Like just open up your Twitter, open up your, your, you know, CNN.com. Just look at every picture on the front page. Just, just, just start looking for purple and that's it. That's mm -hmm. all you have to do. And you'll begin to be like, okay, well that's, that's all purple. And that's, that's purple and pink. Well, why does that picture have to be purple and pink? And you know, you start noticing like, oh my God, all these things really are like, especially when it's related to these specific stories. You mentioned yeah. North Korea at the top. Like that was one oh, of the first yeah. things you mentioned. And if you really want to just look, just, I would just, I recommend Googling North Korea and looking for pinks and purples. And you will see pretty much every picture that is related to that city has pinks and purples all over it, you know, especially when they're talking about their nuclear weapons and there's always like a flash of pink in all the, all the pictures. It's pretty wild. I, I highly recommend. And so, um, what that tells to me is that what we're being told about North Korea is, is not, um, authentic is not, uh, the real truth. Um, I do believe that there is a zone, uh, within the, the, the country, uh, the, the country of Korea there, it is now like there's a, there's a Southern zone. And then there's a middle zone called the DNZ, the DMART, the, the, D something zone. I, can't, I forgot what it's called. And then there's North Korea, but you really can't pass from one to the other. And I do believe, you know, before the war in 1947, I believe is when the war began there and they split from one to two. Um, everybody was, everybody was made to get out of North Korea, everyone. And so I have, I have, I have a, a theory that there's, there's not a population of North Koreans trapped inside North Korea. It's just like almost like a movie set. You know, it's just we yeah. are given a little bit of information about this place. All the information we're given is that it's, you know, they're like an evil overlord. You yeah. know, they can ruin the rest of the world at the drop of a hat. It's ran, run by this crazy man, this crazy family. Um, people there, you know, can't get out. Um, all this stuff. We don't know. We don't know if that's true or not. We don't we don't. And nobody can independently go verify um, you, a, a citizen journalist could go, but you're really only like toured around a very specific part of the city. You can't just go to North Korea and go check it out. Like you, it, it is, it is, you have to really walk through fire to try to even get there. And then once you're there, you can only see like a tour. It's almost like a Disney, go to Disneyland and you kind of like are led on this little tour of like the places that you can see, but there's a whole world behind that you can't see. You're never going to be able to see. And so I have a feeling that everything just like space, you know, everything that we've ever been told about North Korea is a manipulation of, of facts, a manipulation of reality. Wow. But what do you, okay, 
but for what purpose? In your opinion, do you believe they would do something like that? I think the total, the end end game is to keep us imprisoned by fear. Okay. We are not, we do not make rational decisions when our decisions are governed by fear. Um, fear is the easiest, fear is an invisible prison that we happily lock ourselves into. You know, we, uh-huh. the government, there's really two ways to control a population, one being force and the other being fear. And force is relatively tricky. It's relatively tricky to force a population to do anything. Uh, it's exceptionally easy to trick a population into doing whatever you want through fear. I mean, if the CDC said, stand on one foot and jump, hop around, and that will cure corona, I guarantee you many people would do exactly that. 100%. At the drop of the hat, questions. And so if they want us to do things without questioning all they have to do is give us a reason and that reason has to be based in fear and we will do those things we will act a certain way we will self-govern we will self-isolate we will tattle on our neighbors for not wearing their masks we for we turn we you know it turns humans into their own into the prisoner and prison guard and that's all they need that they you know we do the so work for them huh we do all the hard work for them exactly right so you know, to, to ask why, I think the why is to keep us in locked in to this state of unquestioning any bigger pictures. We're so locked into fear. We're so locked into this narrative. Um, and, you know, when you're stressing, when you're stressed, you're not thinking of a bigger picture. When you're stressed about your, your paying your rent every month, when you're stressed about, you know, paying paying the rent and the light bills and all this stuff, you're not thinking about, hmm, am I in a simulation right now? <laughs> like, yeah, no, you're yeah, not 100%. thinking about that. You're mm-hmm. you're locked in. When you're, you know, when you're thinking about like, oh, you know, everyone's dying because of coronavirus, you're not taking time to be like on the second breath going, hmm, I wonder what the purpose of religion is. You know, like you're just you're not thinking these bigger thoughts yeah. because you are you're 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 in prison, it's it's thought prison. It's theater mm. of the mind, and it creates a thought prison for us all. Um, where you know, if you get to a point, kind of like me, when you start to see these things as not existing at all, not just being fake, but just you know, these concepts. These these are just concepts that we hold in our mind. These fears, all of our, you know, there's a phrase, nothing to fear but fear itself, and I think I, I believe that fully. I believe that. So many of our of our fears, quote unquote, are based in falsehoods. Are, are have been given to us, uh, granted to us by you know our forefathers, but they're not real. They're just inherited. And um, sometimes when you know it's really it's really difficult to kind of unencumber yourself from all these deep seated fears that you've held on to your whole life. Um, and yes, it's okay to be you know a fear of heights. Like that's that's very real. And like mm-hmm. you know a fear of but, um, you know, there's just, there's societal fears that really keep us locked in. And if we weren't living these lives that we're living, we wouldn't have those fears. You know, we wouldn't, you know, fearing like even, even school, like even fear, we have all these fears. We put on these fears on kids, you know, trying to make the grades and, and get to the next thing and get the, the school and they get the scholarship and da, 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 get all this stress and fear about these stages of life. You know, all that's bullshit. Like we don't even really need to go to school. We don't mm. learn, you know, like if we, if we could redesign humanity, School as it exists today would not and should not be a part of, you know, humanity as, you know, yeah. learning and knowledge is, is utmost important. I totally believe that. I absolutely believe that. But 
I think what we're learning right now is just is filling our, our head with nonsense. I feel like so much of, of the educational system is just just nonsense. And language in and of itself, language is just a tool for deception. Mm. I think that if we didn't have these these languages, I think humans would be able to communicate no problem, no problem. I think language just keeps us, I think exactly, exactly. I think to, there's a telepathy between all, there's a, there's a human connection. Yeah. I think that is so deep in us. And I think we, I think we gets rewritten. Our internal intrinsic language gets rewritten when we introduce these, 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 you know, romantic language, these Latin languages. And these, they you know, have English us on and, lower yeah. frequencies too. Exactly, exactly. And, and what do language do? It doesn't, it doesn't help us communicate. It helps us deceive helps us deceive others. We're not truly communicating our, our, you know, most people are living just all day. All day is deception. Even when we just have these pleasantries, like, Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? You know, like inside it's like, well, I'm, I'm actually falling apart. You know, all these things are going wrong in my yeah. life, but instead, you know, we just have these pleasantries that we operate in. Whereas if we didn't have language and we were communicating, you know, <laughs> through telepathy, you wouldn't even have to ask someone how they were doing. You would be able to register everyone's ultimate truth at all times, but we wouldn't need to be deceiving each other all over all these things. You know, this is totally theoretical, but like that it, all of this is to say that there is a, a way of living and there is a way that we could be operating that is so different. So just night and day from the way that we are living our lives now, from the way that humanity is structured now, the way the human race is, is an, is a loop. It's we're, we're racing on a loop and um, I'm trying to break us off that loop <laughs> one, one brain at a time, trying to, trying to wake us all up and, you know, my weapon, I like to say, my weapon is my torchlight, is my inner flame. You know, my light is guiding me. Yeah. I, I, am on, I am on my journey inward, mm -hmm. and my light is guiding me on my journey inward. And if I can shine my light bright enough, not only will I be able to see better, but I think others that are, that are kind of nearby, you know, they'll be able to see my light as well. And yeah. I will hopefully illuminate, you know, a path for us all. <laughs> so that's, it sounds kind of strange, but that's, that's kind of my goal is, is to share my personal journey on this public platform through Twitter and, you know, make these associations for myself. Not everyone's going to understand what I'm saying. Not everyone's going to connect with what I'm saying. Certainly, you know, it's a, it's a big leap for people, but fine, what I have too. noticed is there are a few people, you know, there are some people that have reached out and they have shared that I, you know, through the way that I'm showing how I'm looking at the world, um, it's kind of changed the way that they're able to see the world and released them from certain certain pains, certain stresses, certain anxieties, certain fears, you know, now they're no longer super worked up every time they see a news story about people dying with COVID, you know, because they first, they see the purples and then they remember what I say. And then they, it's like, Oh, this it's is just one of those stories. Yeah. This is just, you know, and people tag me and they like, tag, like human vibration look at the purples. Yeah, I love that. I you know. know, people send stuff. They'll send me pictures of people like, is this person real? And I'll have to like dive in. I love that. You know, yeah. I love that people are curious. I think curiosity is what makes us human. Curiosity is what, what keeps us wow. um, most human. Um, when you, when you stop being curious, you know, you've kind of given up. You've kind of, when you just accept everything for, for a face value, if you just accept everything you hear from the news, you accept everything you hear from your teachers, you accept everything you hear from your boss, whatever, you know, there's, I think that, that, that can serve you if you're, if you're just dead set on, on marching this, 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 you know, game called life, yeah. um, and never question anything, then, then by all means keep doing that. But, 
uh, that's not the way I want to live. And that's not the way that I find that is most fulfilling for me. I find it very fulfilling to sometimes have to throw everything I believe against a wall and see if, if anything sticks, you know, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes I have to reevaluate everything that I believe I go through those cycles, you know, pretty often. Um, this year being kind of a new iteration of that, of, of what do I believe and why do I believe it? I think it's really important um, to be able to, you know, be able to disconnect yourself from what you believe is like your, your, your identity of what you believe. Um, because a lot of what we believe is not even us. It's just mm. other people's thoughts that we were taught. And it's not our own unique thoughts that have only come from within. Uh, that does come. I think inner knowledge does exist and that does come, but we do not let ourselves have those personal, deep internal thoughts that come from within when we're so busy thinking about what other people think. And we're so busy just taking in information from other people and um, just think, I, th I like to spark ideas and curiosity in other people so that they can then make some big leaps for themselves. I don't, I, I like to say, I don't have all the answers. I really do not. I'm not a resource for all the answers. I'm just a, a unique resource for a different way of looking at old information. And maybe that can help you see some old information in your own life in a new and different way. Um, maybe help you, you know, unravel, you know, some of the, the things we, we feel are so tightly held um, kind of hold us down. And sometimes we need a little bit of an unraveling, uh, yeah. to, to, to see things in a new way. That's, that's kind of my thought. Yeah. That's why I do what I do. How, how do you choose, uh, who you share this information with in real life? Like your family, uh, friends, really do. you don't, I really you keep don't. it all to yourself? I don't. No, I just keep, I really keep it to, you know, I share things with people that are, that are the closest to me. Um, but even the people closest to me, they, they aren't on board, you know, they're, they're not, they, they appreciate that this is how my brain works. Yeah. Uh, but they, but that's okay. I, yeah, I don't, need, yeah. I don't need disciples. I don't need everybody to uh, agree with me. That doesn't, that doesn't make me feel more or less validated that, that, my message doesn't resonate with everyone. I know my message was not going to resonate with everyone. My message isn't for everyone. I think if you, I think um, people that are on a on a path for themselves find me in certain ways. I think they'll come across my page when like at the moment they're ready, like at the moment they're most curious, at the moment they're looking for something. I feel like people often stumble upon me, and because people will reach out and be like, "Well, I was just thinking about this thing, and then I saw your page, and then I went down, and then I found on the route." And I'm like, "Good, you were. I, I think you were ready to yeah. find my page at that point. Like, yeah. I think if you had found it maybe a week before, you'd been like, this, this crazy bitch,' you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think that. Uh, so it doesn't really, it doesn't really bother me. But I also, I also am capable of having these thoughts, you know, and sharing them on Twitter, but also leading a relatively normal life. You yeah. know, I, I don't have, to... yeah, you know, <laughs> I've got both. I've, I've, I, I, you know, I, I pay my taxes. I feed my dogs. I, you know, call my mom. I, 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 uh, you know, water my plants. I, you know, I have a, a, a loving family. I think that the, my ability to interact in this world has not been like dampened by my ability to see the world in a new way. Um, it does make it tough some days cause I'm like, Oh, none yes. of this matters. Like when I'm working, um, I love, I have a very fulfilling job and I love what I do, but 
I, there are certain moments where I'm like, this, this really doesn't matter, (laughs) but it helps the most when I'm getting stressed out about work. That's when it helps the most. And I'm, and I'm thinking about like, Oh, you know, Oh, this is stressing me and this is stressing me and this is stressing me. And I, I have all these anxieties about what I think people are thinking and all this stuff. And it does help me to realize like, um, for the most part, a lot of our stress we just introduce to ourselves and people don't, people are not thinking what we think they're thinking. People yeah. are not, you know, if I, if I, you know, I'm late to send a certain email or something, the person on the other end is not developing all these ideas, you know, about, they're not even thinking about it. They're, they're, they're just happy to get the email, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, so I think sometimes with work stress, you know, we're so worried about what our boss thinks and what this mm-hmm. our customer thinks or what this person thinks or our coworkers think. And it's like, nobody's, nobody cares. Nobody yeah. cares about you. Like everyone's <laughs> so, so in their own world. And if they're not, if they do, if they are the type of person that is like very, you know, thinking about others all the time and like kind of catty and da 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 like they're not happy. Either. Like, you know, like that, that isn't something to be desired either. And so I think that, you know, we, we, all we can control is ourselves. All we can control is our own emotional state. All we can control is the way that we interact with the world and the way that we process this information in the world. And some people let everything stress them because that's how they're wired. And like people just get stressed out of everything and that's just who they are. And unless they, unless they do some work and do some digging, like they're always going to be like that. And there's other people that you'll meet that literally do not get stressed over anything. Whatever happens, they're cool. Mm-hmm. They're calm. Nothing, nothing can ruffle them. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, that's a very interesting way to live as well. You know, sometimes it's frustrating because you're like, you should be upset about this, you know, but they're not. Um, but, you know, we all control our own emotional state and sometimes our emotions can control us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think that's for the majority. Most people, I, I say we control our emotions, but I think the majority of people are controlled by their emotions. And that's why we're so easily um, hijacked with these news stories, these traumatic stories. You know, we we get um, swept away. We get swept into this, these these pulled into these emo- these emotional states um, because we cannot just go. Hold on, wait a second. Before I bef- I just watched a really emotional video. Before I let myself go there, you know, let me think about it. Let me process it. Yeah. Instead, we are just in it. From the second we start watching, we're just in it. You know, and it's like. Um, yeah. So, and we can be, we can be emotionally manipulated by things that we know are not real, like by yes. scary movies and by sad movies. Like yeah. we're, we're like, you know, we leave the theater feeling, you know, you see a really scary movie, you leave the theater very scared. It could last for more than just a day. You could be freaked out for a whole month, depending on how scary the movie is, but we know it's not real, yeah. you know? And so it just kind of goes to show, you know, this whole thing's a movie in a way. Yes. Um, yeah. A whole our human existence is a psyop. Essentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, everything that's fed to us, I guess it is, yeah. The initial actual life here around us is real, but I feel like everything that was our history, like you said, medicine in the beginning, um, education, everything is just to keep us thinking a certain way. Yeah, to keep us thinking a certain way. History plays a major part of that. You know, there's a saying, he who controls the present controls the past, and he who controls the past controls the future. So that just illustrates essentially whoever's in control writes our history. Mm-hmm. They control our past. Yeah. Whoever had in the story of our past dictates where we head in the future. You know, it's like, so it's like a kid learning, you know, you think about a kid in school today, 
all they're learning is about this negative, negative past. They're yeah. learning so much about all the atrocities that have mm -hmm. ever, ever happened. And these are, this is a story. This is a story that's been formulated, you know? And so they're learning about this really, really awful story. And then you, you take that out and you, you shine that light towards the future. You know, his, that, that history that they've been taught is probably going to repeat itself <laughs> because that's all they know now. Like yeah. they're, they're going to be, they're going, you know, so it's like, you know, <sighs> Yeah, it, I, uh, I I really wonder about about but that's a I think that's a phrase from uh, George Orwell's book yeah. 1984, which is said to be a nonfiction work, but it's like <laughs> if you read it, it is it's absolutely mind blowing yeah. um, for how for how applicable it is in today's society. It's basically like a nonfiction work, but um, you know that was a quote from there, and it really illustrates that history is essentially a story and whoever's in control gets to write that story. And then whoever gets to write the story of the past will literally shape whatever happens in our future. Um, I think it's powerful to, to recognize that and to, to, to not be, not be so dictated by what you assume is our past and even your own past. You know, sometimes we look back and we have these stories that we tell ourselves about what happened in our past, but sometimes it's just, like we've lied to ourselves, you know, like we've created our own little story because we own that, you know, mm. we own our, we own our, our own story. And, um, I think sometimes that can serve us positively if we, you know, yeah. have something that really negative happened and we can rewrite it in a positive way. And then that can not burden us. But also sometimes, you know, you have these, you know, you look back on your childhood and, um, you know, some things that sometimes really negative stuff happens in childhood and you carry that with that with you for the rest of your life. And sometimes you never get out from under that. So um, it really it is and it really is important to to kind of understand what about your your own personal story is your what what you're carrying with you and how that's affecting you from a day to day basis how it's affecting your you know longer term things like your relationships with with your you know like significant others also with your friends and your family your coworkers all sorts of things just your day to day interactions with people if you're walking through the world you know. I'll even notice like if I'm in a bad mood and I'm just walking through the world like every interaction I have whether it's going you know, picking up lunch or something like people register me as a negative vibe and I will have negative interactions. Like people will stand farther away from me or whatever. Like I'm carrying around a ticking time bomb. But if I have a really good day, literally every place I go, whether it's the post office or, you know, walking my dog, everyone's just saying mm -hmm. hello and hi, how are you? And it's like, I created that reality just for myself because of the emotions that I'm allowing in my body. Like I am, I'm literally making my own reality as I go. I'm rendering in real time, my own game called life. And I'm experiencing it through my own mental state, whether that's good or bad. Um, I am, I am coloring my own world through my own em emotional experience. And yes. uh, I think we could all do to, to try to try to gain, get that back a little bit. Yes. Uh, before we end this, before we get out of here, I have two uh, two questions. Uh, sure. fir first one is um, uh, the correlation between uh, the lines of purple and MK Ultra. Okay, I have a theory here. So, MK Ultra essentially is all about the manipulation through thought control, like okay. mind manipulation. Mm -hmm. M M meaning mind and C and K being control, but it's like a German word. Me and control wait m meaning what mind mind, like mind control yeah, okay and then k yeah. meaning mk ultra k, k meaning it's german k control um oh, okay, but okay. like mk ultra um 
it's like the germ because I believe MK Ultra was essentially started by the Germans. That's the story, okay, and so yeah. m- m- it's a German abbreviation of MK and okay. um, um, control. Um, but it also, when you really think about you know these colors, something that really clicked for me is uh, the line of purples, um, magenta being in the center, magenta being M, and K being black which is mm. in color space we we think you know cmyk is cyan magenta yellow and black k actually represents black in three in color space um so mk ultra uh is essentially like magenta black and ultraviolet um mm. it's almost like a representation how these colors are mind control these colors themselves, mm. the, the line of purples represent illusion, manipulation, fabrication, uh, de- deception, essentially. And so when you think about what is controlling our mind, what is controlling our thought, and how these colors are used to control our mind. thought, yeah. essentially, our mind. Yeah. Um, so these, and that's, that's not necess- anything that's proven. It's just a theory that I have yeah. of mine. You know, it just kind of correlates how these colors represent a certain thing. They're they're used as almost like a form of like you know weaponized visualization. It's like you know weapons of mass deception. Um, these colors kind of hide in plain sight. You know, signaling so, unreality, signaling illusion, signaling deception. But you know, most people can't see them. Yeah. And uh, then once you're aware of them, then you look back at and so it's it's kind of like mind control through colors. Yeah. That's not to say that. MK, because MK Ultra is in all sorts of government literature. Like there was mm-hmm. supposedly a program about it. You know, they did all sorts of experiments on people. Um, I don't know if that's all like a fabrication and that never happened, or that did happen and it was as bad as they say, and it was like all these people that you know really their brains got scrambled and all sorts of stuff. You know, I I don't I I don't know. It's just a it's just a, a thought a thought experiment that I had from for myself and when I, early on when I discovered the line of purples. Could there be a connection between M magenta K black as mk ultra that make the reason it clicked for me and it kind of made sense was because i you know i I follow the entertainment industry as well like artists and all that stuff and i started noticing a lot of the pink and purple and a lot of this stuff and allegedly you know a lot of these people are still my mk mk ultra control so i was like huh maybe she's onto something there too you know yeah, I've noticed it significantly. I mean, it's very, very rare now that you see like a professional, like very famous artist that is not color coded in this way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's actually, there's a, a really recent example, Billie Eilish, you know, the girl with the green hair, yeah. she had this viral thing go by, went viral recently. She was holding up this pink shoe and she's like, what color is this shoe? Some people were seeing the, the pink, it's kind of like that blue dress, yeah. yellow dress thing. Some people were seeing the shoe as pink and white. Some people were seeing it as blue and gray. Um, and that alone, that in and of itself, I was like, okay, here we go. Like, this is, a rep- this is, this is it. This yeah. is the representation of, you know, these colors, we all experience these colors in a different way. Um, and they're like telling us in plain sight, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's true. Interesting. And then you look at pictures of Kanye West, like every single one of his photos has purple in it. You really yeah. can't in his, all of his album covers, like they all are like a shade of purple. They'll have ex, ex, uh, include a shade of purple. Yeah. I, it's really difficult to find any picture of him without purple in it yeah. these days. He doesn't do any appearances without purple. Um, that's curious or pink, you know, pink's a big, big color. And, but pink is a purple pink is a shade okay. of purple. So that's something to remember. Um, it's along the lines of purple. Um, 
or I'm sorry, line of purple. Oh, There's yeah. only line of purples. There's only one line it's called the line of purples. Purples is pl- plural. Lines is not. It's okay. Line. Yeah. It's like the, all see, the shades. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I see it in everything that I'm into too. I'm like, oh, the, the pink and all this. I'm like, it, it correlates. It cor- throughout the whole the whole spectrum. It's like, man, yeah. who knows? And when you realize that those colors are themselves illusions, you yeah, know, I didn't like, know that. The color pink does not exist. Yeah. The color pink is just an, ex- an illusion we experience in our brain. And I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll post, a, there's a really cool video that explains it. I'll send that to you. Maybe you can post it with this because I think it's about, all about the color pink and how it doesn't exist. Um, <clears throat> but it basically shows how this happens in our brain. Our brain's like connecting these dots, making these leaps. It's doing this for us. It's creating this color illusion for us. So when you realize that the, the colors themselves, purple and pink, that they are not real colors, there's not a real wave of light for purple like there is for red or orange or yellow um or green you know there's not a a single pure wavelength of light for these colors that they're like an amalgamation an approximation a mixing of of things you you just alone on that thought you're like oh hmm so these these kind of illusion colors are now seen everywhere and they're connected with things that may or not may not be real I, i think it i think just to know just to know that the colors themselves are illusions. Then you see that they're being put on all these subjects. It's like, well, maybe it's saying that the subject is an illusion, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's, you kind of have to take it bit by bit and then make these broader understanding, these broader leaps for yourself, you know? But um, it's, it's interesting. It, for me, I find it fascinating because it helps me make a little bit more sense of a lot of these things that don't make sense in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps. It helps me kind of. Um, it's fun. Wrap, wrap a, yeah. It is. It, it's fun to think. It's it, fun. You know, I I like contrarian thought. I like, I like, I like thinking in ways that nobody else has thought before. I think that that's um, for as many people as there are on the planet. You know, to to have a unique yeah. thought. That's could. That's yeah. pretty special. You know, even if it's wrong, I think that that's cool. Like yeah. that you can come up with something that nobody else has thought before. Um, you make sol- you make it, solid points though. Like it's not like you're just saying things and then just say- saying it. You're putting the right. pictures up. You're showing people. You put definitions up, and it's like I'm not telling you this is real, but hey, there's too many coincidences. Yeah, it's all about pointing out the coincidences, and I hope people can see that. I hope people can see the spirit of that on my on my page. That it's not like I'm not trying to say that I am like the 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 person that has you know all the knowledge, all the answers. I'm just a really curious person, yeah. and I share what I see. And I I hope that that's the spirit that it comes across. That like, you know, believe believe what makes sense to you. But this is something that makes sense to me, and that that's why I'm sharing it. You know, I don't expect everyone to agree, and I don't expect everyone to see what I see, but I certainly see it, and I think that um, others are starting to see uh, in in the same way. Well, people like me appreciate it, hundred <laughs> percent. I, pre- uh, I appreciate you talking. Yeah. Uh, one last question: Where do you see the future of humanity going in these next few months? <sighs> the next few months, or just um, uh, so, um, just in, in, general. Yeah, in general, but especially the next three, the next few months. I think that 2020 means clarity for a reason. I think that there is something very special about this year and we're almost done with the year, but I, I have this, this feeling that something very, very, very significant will happen for us, with us, amongst all of us this year. I think that 2020 means clarity. It means understanding. I don't think that's a coincidence. Uh, I think we've been told that our whole lives, that 2020 means clarity and it has nothing to do with our vision. (laughs) You know, I think that it's just, just a coincidence that, that a planned coincidence. Oh, programming us, huh? 
Damn. Yeah, there is absolutely something about this year. You know, I awakened on January 8th of this year. I had like a total revelation, but it happened in 2020. Mm. So for me, my personal veil lifting happened in this year. And if it can happen for me, like something like that, where literally within an instant, everything looked different, everything changed. I had this, this almost lightning bolt of an understanding. Um, that's what it felt like. It felt like like a, literally a lightning bolt and everything just totally changed, like poof, in an instant, like the veil for me was lifted and I saw everything differently. I think that that is going to happen. I think, I think that that is going to happen this year for, for us, for human, humanity. I do think that there is like a mass, you know, people talk about the great awakening with the QAnon. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about the day where all of these Democrats are going to be arrested. <laughs> like, that's not what I'm talking about. I am talking mm. about, um, an, a greater understanding, a shared understanding, a shared revelation that everything that we have thought to be, you know, solid and, and cemented and true, um, could be called into question. And I think that many people will begin to see things very differently and much more clearly. I hope that that, and if that happens, then I think that we have the opportunity to ascend in, in a very real, a metaphorical way, but also a very, a very, uh, real way. I think that we could ascend to a, a life that is so different than what we're experiencing now. I think that there could be a next step in humanity. Like, uh, uh, talk about like one small step for mankind or one giant leap for mankind. I think that we could make a giant leap here in this realm and experience life in a totally different way. If enough people are able to awaken to the, the understanding that this is not, this is not the end all be all for what we are capable of. We're capable of so much more. Humanity is capable of so much more. We're so much better than, um, than what we're shown on TV and shown through our screens. And I think that we are capable. We're so much more powerful and we're so much more connected. And, um, and you know, we are the technology we are the, you know, just because we're organic biological beings doesn't mean we're not a form of technology. Um, we just have this idea that technology is like, you know, built like a rope, like, mm-hmm. you know, but I think that, I think that, you know, maybe mother nature is like the most sophisticated code writing, uh, entity, uh, you know, and like all, we're all following, we're all following, you know, our DNA is code, uh, plants are, you look around in nature, all plants follow this like very specific mathematical yep. structuring. We're all like code driven we're all like we're all pre-programmed we're out of the box you know we're all like we all form in these certain ways we grow in these certain ways we're all pre-programmed pre-scripted um i think that i think that there's so much we're, we're meant for so much better than what we're experiencing now and i think that all a lot of the pain a lot of the like the the, the, the earthly suffering that we that we live in and experience every day i think that a lot of that could be lifted from us um once we kind of unencumber ourselves from this story that this is what we're meant to be doing as humans. Like we're meant to be, you know, going to college and we're meant to be buying a house and we're meant to be living in these, you know, in these cities and we're meant to be, you know, working every day for someone else. And we're meant to be, you know, I, I think, you know, in the fact that we even believe money is true and money is real and that's what makes the world go round. All that's bullshit. All the, all that, it, it may uh, be powerful, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's real. Mm. Um, and 
So what's what's next? So this year I have I have I my money's on humanity. I am <laughs> I am I put I am all in on humans. I put all my money on on us um, oh, making it through this year. And uh, I think that something really significant is going to happen this year. I, I hope. If not, well, <laughs> we've got to we've we've got more to do but this year this year is significant i think a lot of people are waking up in a, are, in, in a way that means for them this year it's i just feel like it's either going to go in a super negative way or a super positive way no in yeah. between i don't think it's going to be like whatever people think normal is or going back to normal that's out of the picture because either it's going to be way better than our last years of existence or way worse than our last years of existence me personally right. yeah it's got to it's got to change though. It's got to tip one way or the other. You're right. You're it's right. got to tip I'm one gonna... way. Or the other. Are you into numerology? Not really. You don't know your life path number. Mm-mm. Because yeah, no. you, you you sound like a you you sound Same like thing a with Gematria. Gematria. Yeah. is cool. It's cool. I like numerology. numerology. I don't know anything about it. I'll have to I'll have to get some some numerology tips from you. Because mm-hmm. you yeah, you you definitely either a, a a three life path a seven life path. Or a thirty-three life path. And how do I know that by my birthday? Uh, you add each each uh, digit of your birthday individually. Were you born on the fifth? No. Fourteenth, twenty-third. No. 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 Okay. I thought you'd probably be born like on a five-day energy, but now yeah, you just add each each uh each number of your birthday individually, and then mm-hmm. if you get eleven. Don't simplify it. If you get 22, don't simplify it. If you get 33, don't simplify it. You'll either be 11. Those are master numbers, so you don't simplify them. Other than that, okay, I'm sure there's a website where I can put in my my uh, life my my information and get my life path number. Be wary about websites though, because they they are you know just very very wary. All very right, tricky. I'll send I'll send you my info offline. <laughs> yeah, and, and I I got like stuff that I can send you too, like little you know. All right, well. Thank you so much for coming on Conspiracy and, you know, speaking your your truth. I really appreciate people like you that think for themselves and have their own perspective and just want to uh, make people th- look at uh, things a different way. I'm all for that. I appreciate that's what your effort is. I, that's what it sounds like you do all the time. That's what you're telling your audience to do. I really same same. I appreciate you and everything that you're trying to get out there. And thanks for having me on. I really appreciate just even the conversation. It was yes. fun to talk to talk to someone who has an open mind and who is curious and um, thinks big, big, a bigger in a bigger bigger way, bigger picture. Thank you so much. So thank you, Chris. I appreciate you. Human vibration. <laughs> talk <laughs> to you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, bye. bye. There you guys have it. Human vibration. Shout out to her for coming on Chris Spiracy. I told you guys I was going up all October. I told you guys I was going up all October. And we got spooky. So go back and tap into all the episodes I dropped this month. Start with Hello October and just play the whole month. As a matter of fact, go back and play since episode one if you haven't, if this is your first episode listening. If you're coming from Human Vibrations following, please do me a solid and go listen to Conspiracy if you like what you heard this episode. Uh, you know, please share my episodes. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. And let's get this shit up. Let's get Conspiracy going up. Um, I love that episode. That was amazing to me. I like people that come on here and have their own perspective, have their own views, and they share and they talk their truth, whether we agree or disagree. 
Me personally, I lean more towards the agreeing part. But that's that's me because y'all already know how I'm rocking. You guys already know Chrispiracy. You guys know how how I rock. You guys know that I like the unusual shit. And like I tell you guys every episode, the truth is stranger than fiction. But I like I appreciate when someone like herself is forming a new type of theory. I've never heard a line the line the lines of the line of purples anywhere else but through the human vibration on Twitter. So go check out her Twitter at human vibration. You will not regret it. Cause she makes you question everything. And don't get upset. Like y'all might be getting mad that some of y'all favorite peoples ain't even real. But that's 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 the sad part that we are affected by that shit because we care so much and we've we've invested so much energy into certain buildings, into certain celebrities, into certain materials to certain symbolisms and it, it's, it's fucked up it's fucked up but when she starts breaking down how pink is not a color how purple is not a color and the way she talks about it where it's the end the end spectrum of the rainbow and how it connects to the other the bridges to the other part and it's basically the the illusion and when you start looking at videos i go viral and shit just look there's a lot of illusion going on so to me, it's just a a, a a new perspective and different work. I mean, it's a new, it's a new, it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of like an old perspective. I'm not gonna lie, but it's just in a different type of wording. Because when she says when she's saying pink is fake and the lines of this, and when you watch videos, this might be fake based off this uh, color. It might be mean illusion. Okay, that 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 probably is a thing though. Like I already know they lie to us on videos. I know deep fakes are real, but now that she's even breaking it down more, started looking for the colors in those videos. Cause like the like I asked her, do you do we maybe elites know that that certain color on that video means that it is an illusion? So that means they're working for them. Who knows? What if they're speaking to other people with these colors and uh, the the perception they're giving us on these screens? So shout out to Human Vibration. Uh, amazing conversation. It was amazing to get to just sit, uh, just sit down and talk with her and and just pick her brain a little bit and see how she thinks. So I'm I'm all appreciated for that. But I told you guys October was going up. We are at the end of October. It's October 28th is my birthday. I'm in Miami. I don't know why I decided to drop an episode, but fuck it. You know it is October and it's my birthday. So why not? You know I told you guys I'm going up all month and I had to end it with a banger. I had to end it with Human Vibration. So, see y'all when I see y'all. See y'all next month. Hey, just stay. Hey, hold on, I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that before I before I end. Next time I tap in with y'all. Next time I tap in with y'all. Let me see. What is it? What is it gonna be? Will it be the Will it be the date already? So next time I tap in with y'all is gonna be <laughs> November fourth. And uh, y'all might get an episode early depending on what happens election day. Um, I might. Who knows? I'm a, y'all y'all going to hear from me one way or another, man. See y'all next week. Chris Piercy. From the very beginnings of unrecorded time, Men have reached for substances in the world around them that would alter, extend, and materially change their perception of reality.